Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afternoon to you. Welcome. It's the Laurie and Julia Show on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. One more opportunity on the show today for you to win tickets to see Sister Act and have dinner also at the Chan Essen Dinner Theater. Celebrity Voice coming up a little bit later on. I think the uh, most interesting part of our show yesterday at Mall of America, our Santa stop, is when we were scolded by Twinkle the Elf. I, it was me. It was Julia that Julia got was, scolded. Julia was scolded by Twinkle I the Elf. Kind of, I don't know what happened to me yesterday. She looked at you and went, shook her finger and he everything. He said the M word. And M-word. it wasn't marriage. No. Yeah. And it wasn't mother. Mary. Yeah. <laughs> she gave you a look. And it's something that, my favorite that you suggested we do <laughs> yeah. to make us fall asleep. I know, my favorite was the little girl. Oh. Izzy. Izzy. She yeah. was amazing. She was so cute. That was just fun. I, lo- I would broadcast once a week from the MOA. Same. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Got so much accomplished because I got because you got done. some good shopping done. Yeah. yeah, I even found something for Casey there. Speaking of Casey, you people need to tell me if I need to be worried. Your husband, my brother. Yeah. Okay, what is he into now? So, I get so worried. Oh, I know. These so he things. said to me on Monday, "Don't be surprised if uh, I'm not working anymore by the end of the week." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. This has always been your fear lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been idly, you know, in my body, and I don't want to. I'm Schneider. I don't want to be Schneider. Yeah. So this morning, okay, I wake up at like five to Mm -hmm. do my usual whiz, 5 a.m. whiz. I'm not what is that? Oh, take a pee. Oh, I'm thinking the whiz in it. Yeah, the whiz. (laughs) All right, Casey is still sleeping, Mm -hmm. and I'm shocked because this is now bordering on late for him. Yeah, he gets up and is gone. Yeah, so he gets up, I don't know, maybe 5.30, and I come downstairs at like 7.15, and he's there. Today? Today. No. And I said, what, what are, are you, you doing, doing here? It's <laughs> not like, good morning, honey. What are you doing, doing here? He goes, I'm not working. Huh? And I said, what does that mean? He said, I'm on call. <laughs> and I was too afraid to say forever. Right. <laughs> Right. For always. Right. Mm-hmm. What's happening? It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And and now I if we look back at your relationship. My biggest fear. You started out the relationship. The reason that you were willing to get married again. It, it was, was because be gone 10 days a month. 10 days a month because he was a firefighter. Right. Now, how many years into marriage did that go away? He was in the accident. Uh, he was only a firefighter for like four years right. before the accident. And then, then those, I mean, with married right. to me. And those days went away. And then it was fine because he was gone during your work hours at home every morning. And now he's going to be home every morning. 
Did you tell him to take up a hobby that is from 5 a.m. to, to 1 p.m.? They need to call him every morning at 6 a.m. If For anyone is call. listening that knows that Casey, my husband, is a Schneider at that building, please make sure you call him every morning at 6 and have him. I mean, I don't know what this means. I don't know if he's retired. We're not... We're you too, didn't even ask. Oh, no. I'm you were too, too afraid, afraid, afraid. To, know too afraid to know. He did kind of mention something. <sighs> oh, no. I know. I don't want him home <laughs> in my time. Get out. I Well, I understand. I, mean, I think it'd be weird. He was in the way. And I just said to him, you know. The TVs are mine, both of them, not just one. This is how I work because we are watching all the and morning crap. And I don't crap. want him quit. I mean, this is going to be a real adjustment if this is for well, real happening The to only us. thing that could be really exciting is sometimes he has hysterical <laughs> outtakes of some of the crap we watch. I mean, he's good for yes. those. He's good for commentary. But, but I'm to good be for a... commentary, and so are you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's we don't need another person. Mm-mm. Well, then you're going to feel like you have to... Oh, Lori. Oh, no. Oh, and, Lori, But then he made himself are... scarce at 8 a.m., and I said, where are you going? To the garage. And no, he said, I'm going to Menards and Target. And I said, well, take a long time. <laughs> so take, subtle. Take the long route. Long Maybe time. you want to go to the one in Apple Valley. They've got deals going he on goes, there. what are you doing today? I said, we're Working. not playing. No, I said, we're not playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to tell oh. him what I'm doing. Oh, boy. I, mean, we're not, oh I, I don't know. Everyone I know where somebody, you know, has... Dialed back the work. Not that I've really known anyone other than my mom and my dad. Right. I, I'm try. I don't know that many people who don't work. Either do I. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anyone. You know, our parents. Our parents. That's and about it. Maybe some older aunts and uncles. But yeah. I mean, so. Anyway, we'll see. I mean, let's just hope he he runs in the pool every day out in Wood because that's a long way. Wow. That is a long way. Anyway, or let, that he gets called a lot. But anyway, I said, I'm going to talk about you today. I love it. I'm yeah. warning you. Yeah, I'm warning you. I'm warning you, dude. And then he was taking photos in the kitchen and going to the lighting store and going to Hammernecks and doing this. So I am He's giving him that project. Like he he a wifey person in the traditional way, in the decorating sense, in your home. Yes. He said, because do you have any interest in looking at lights? No. No. <laughs> do you want to go back to Hammernicks and look at granite countertops? I said, I trust you 100%. You and <laughs> you have no desire. You and Liz. Yeah. And um, he said, okay, so I can, whatever I decide. I said, whatever you two decide. Yeah. The Hammernicks lady. Right, right. Because she's, we're doing some yes. adjusting. Right. Because apparently some cabinets might be disappearing. Ooh. Things might be well, getting it, changed. It's kind of interesting. And you I have want it new, all to right. happen when we're on vacation. That, who doesn't, Lori? Yeah. Well, I'm May a, I, that's my only request. Right. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to get going on my bathroom and doing some. It's a, And it, when it's a big project, it would be yeah, like nice to be out of town. It would be wonderful. I miss more than anything being able to sit down and do my makeup in front of the mirror. Oh, don't you have a little. No. Uh, uh-uh. No vanity? Mm-hmm. No, I had the cutest thing in my old house. And I miss my steam shower if we want to get to the truth of it. And I miss a couple other things, but we're not going to... I digress. I just digress. Long list for Santa. Huh? Long list for Santa for you. Well, just, you know, my nice remodeled things. Did you catch Melissa McCarthy hosting she, for Kimmel? She was so funny. Well, she just did She's all these natural. different... She's a natural. First of all, she looks uh, like she's lost some weight. 
Well, she has been. Yeah, she looks really good. She's lost yeah, weight. and she dressed as a Christmas tree. She dressed as a menorah. She dressed as a candy cane. cane. Yeah, she's she's so funny. Donnie posted the um, her and the her, the little skit she did with Jennifer Aniston. Um, uh, trolling. About gravity. Uh, yeah, gravity. Yeah, and, uh, it was it was kind of cute. It was Not anything cute. we could play the no. audio because you got to watch cutest, it. The cutest I thought was when she rolled her parents out in recliners <laughs> and and quizzed them who loved her more <laughs> by knowledge. You know which one of you knows more about? You? She's darling. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I didn't I think re- that's so clever to have guests people on the night show. You know, instead of going off the air, yeah, I think it's I very agree. fun to see people in different things you know some people are better than others they can't do repeats for jimmy kimmel he's just off for medical leave right they had to the show had to go on ads had been sold ads had been sold dollars had been placed it's fourth quarter all right i don't know if you saw this guest on live with kelly and ryan this morning but as i was looking to see who was on the morning show i couldn't believe it when i saw Madonna. I, and when we come back i'm dying the audio she said something i almost fell out of the chair is this from Holiday, the original yes, album? Yes, oh my yes, gosh. The we love that album. The Madonna. first album. So good. So Madonna was on Kelly and Ryan this morning. I thought she must be coming on to plug the MDNA skincare line. Okay, her, yeah. Because there's, you know, she's, there's Why nothing is she going on. on. Why right. is she on? So, um, of course, Kelly Ripa is a huge oh, Madonna, Madonna and Cher fan, but yep. she goes to all of Madonna's shows. She has dressed as Madonna. She's professed her love with Madonna. And this is the the very first thing that comes out of Kelly's mouth and then the surprising answer that comes out of Madonna. We have two cuts. On behalf of all of us, thank you for the constant source of entertainment and creativity. I mean, every, everything I know about being a woman, I've learned from you. I wow. really, I, what you know. Thank you. But then you went and moved to Portugal. I know. <laughs> I know, it's, it's a, it sounds like an odd choice, doesn't it? Well, what was the inspiration? Soccer. Soccer? Okay. I am, I am an official soccer mom. Are you really? I'm a soccer mom that moved to Lisbon. I'm a fat soccer mom. No, you no, look amazing. Okay. I'm a fat okay. soccer did we mom. Post, did we post this photo of her? I, no. I posted a photo of Donnie. her dancing with, yeah. um, she just has an unflattering Moschino dress on and she shared a bunch of selfies. It's made out of like a, a very unflattering Creepy. material. Bright pink with like puppy dogs yeah. and animals. It's on it. just not a flattering dress, but for Madonna, I think when she said I'm a fat soccer mom, I think I'm dying. I think she means it because for her, when she's not on tour and the fact she's 59 years old, nobody gets out of menopause without a little flub. <laughs> nobody. Madonna, I, am, I don't care yeah. who you are. I am shocked. You know, I know I that am, she said that. And, and this, I'm a fat and, soccer mom, and she just started laughing. Kelly and 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 Ryan's like, "You look really amazing," but I do think that Madonna. Um, I'm having a hard time with this, Larry. This, okay, dress. this dress, Donnie. I just sent it to you to please, please, please post. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not a good dress, and she's. It's a Moschino, and it looks like a '50s, um, a '50s like like poodle skirt and top because it's got all these big, huge felt appliques over this very 
cheap material. And you tweeted this out, Laurie. I, I, yeah, I tweeted I am, her dancing. I am having such a hard time right now with this. The look of this the dress. Look of it's this not dress. a flattering dress. And it's like, first of all, oh my gosh, I am... But I love that she says that, and you know, someone. Why do you love that she says that? Well, because it's just she kind of funny. It. it sounds like she's a real person yeah, finally. Okay, that she's okay. finally life has caught up to her, like it has with everybody else. Yeah. Did she say the next? Well, then we have the next one. But okay. I just was so shocked for her to say, "I'm a fat soccer mom," and you could feel that she was uncomfortable in the dress. Not it, that it kept her from. Um, popping and locking because she came out dancing to the crowd. It's so tight. And I, and I, like a like someone who's an assistant or something, a guy, a young man, he came out and he was bowing down to her and she was dropping down. And I mean, she went up and down and up and down and Kelly could keep up with her. Ryan was just doing the white man shuffle off yep. to the side yep. and kind of going like this. But I mean, you know, she's got like amazing legs, but uh, any woman who like at about the age of 47, 48, <laughs> there's day? this flub that happens around your middle that has to do with your hormones. And it's just the it's universal. It's universal. My my mom always calls it. She says it's the menopause bulge. <laughs> it, it's the it's perimenopause, menopausal bulge. She said it's the same kind of fat you get when you're going into you're getting your period. Yeah. You've got the chub fat. Yes, yeah. The so, extra fat. But I'm. When you, I, I can't. Okay, so for Madonna in this dress, the thing that is striking and people me, are fat shaming her like crazy. They and shouldn't she be. When I, I mean, she's she the one who said, it. "I'm a fat soccer mom," because probably for her, everybody's level of fat is different. Because first of all, she's short; she's like five four, like yes, me. And, and every time you gain five pounds, it looks like fifteen on You're anybody not five, else. Four. No, I she's short like oh. me. I'm not that tall. Yeah, I was just but saying. I was just saying, anytime you gain five pounds, it's yes. like fifteen on anyone of a yes. normal height. Yes, so you're correct. But the dress just looks tight, and I think it's it, it's not a good dress. It's not a good dress. No, it is I not. am shocked that she said she's a. Well, her David plays soccer, so they moved to Portugal, the capital of soccer or something. I wouldn't call it the capital of well, soccer. I mean, but but he's. I don't, I don't know if he's in a. a, a what he's in he's a special soccer school i remember when this all happened and we've seen her fly coach a lot and i think it's because she flies back and forth between new york and portugal a lot and you know now she's got those two young daughters that she adopted that how old are the no they're living in portugal she's living in portugal new york she just came to new york for a little holiday trip they're living in portugal well they have good food there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, there you go. Oh my gosh, I want to hear. Right, she looks. Hear. Was she lovely though, Lori? She kind of looks. Yeah, like she, she's happy. It was a fun. They had a fun conversation. Um, here's where she talked about um, when she played Madison Square Garden last year when she was on tour um, in 2016, 2017, and um, she invited Anderson Cooper up on stage. Okay. As you know, I've followed you around the world, yes. watching you in concert. Well, if I use you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. As a kind of a weather vane, I see you at the edge of my stages at all my shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're very enthusiastic. A weather Thank you. Vein. <laughs> But you deserve to be called up on stage and have a, a moment yeah, with Madonna. Yeah, she did, but I had to choose between you and Anderson, and I went for the distinguished. Yeah. You chose Anderson Cooper. Handsome man. It was a good choice, and I don't blame you. But it was, on first thought, it was a good choice. But did you see him when he got on stage? <laughs> I was kind of, of shocked. What's well, a lot of pressure okay. being in front of your fans? No, because I've been dancing with him at nightclubs. For a long time. And I, you know, he's a good dancer. He is. He's very enthusiastic. He's very uninhibited. Right. And he got up on stage, and it was like, wait. Who is this very stiff person? Yeah. So he, gets sh- he gets a little shy? Well, well, he was uncharacteristically rigid. I still couldn't believe what I was watching because I have gone dancing with him too. And I was like, what are you doing up there? I was like screaming like a stage mom, you're blowing it! <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. Some people who are always on camera yeah. are, I, like, get a little shy on stage. And then there are other people that surprise you with their... Um, Lack of shyness. Didn't Prince famously pull up Kim Kardashian? Yeah, yes, yes. and yep. she, yeah, he, she he was like pushed her I would off the freeze. stage. Yeah, so but she knows him and yep. all of that, and then she told Kelly that, um, and Ryan, she said that um, that when she goes out on tour, which she said she's doing again in 2018. Oh, she is okay. And she said 2017 was the year of being soccer mom, but 2018, she didn't say anything more than that. But she said, for, for me, it's like putting on a Broadway musical that's going to tour the world because I, I'm involved in every detail. Yeah, she is. And she's she always said, been like that. And she said, I am a complete control, control freak. freak. Yeah. yeah. And so and the only thing that came up about the skincare was that Kelly complimented her and said, I've been using it religiously and I love it. Is she it. lying? I, I, don't I don't know. Believe it. I mean, Kelly goes to a dermatologist, right. you know, I'm That's sure. That's what you have to do. Yeah. So, but you know, I mean, I'm sure that Madonna gifted her with the stuff and that's all that, that that's all that came up. And then they had uh, Anderson Cooper come out and then they did like a uh, Pictionary. Oh, and they it played was a game. Madonna and um, Anderson against Kelly and Ryan. But how lovely for her to just drop by yeah. and to say that. Did she say and no one thought, escapes menopause? I know I say that because oh. my mom told me that. Oh. But um, no, I think it's funny because, you know, Andy Cohn has been trying for years to get Madonna and watch what happens live and she won't do it. And here's good friend Kelly got her on for 40 minutes. Woo! Way to go, Kelly. And I love it. All right, listen, we come back. Oh, we've got a, just a dark, wonderful book, The Ar- the Story of Ar- Arthur True Love. Elizabeth Berg is joining us next. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. If you are looking for a wonderful book to give somebody for Christmas and the holidays. We've just finished a book and we're so excited that New York Times bestselling author Elizabeth Berg is with us for her latest book, The Story of Arthur True Love, which we loved, loved, loved. Loved. 
We did. Elizabeth, you know what's kind of interesting? It's so good. Is that Lori read the book, and I wasn't going to have enough time, so and I had a long car trip, so I listened to you read the book for me and your lovely um, book on tape reader. I love it that you did it yourself. Yeah, thank you. You did a beautiful job. I love, love, loved Thanks. it. Do you read all your books on when you do the audio books, or do you, have you had other people do them? Both. Both. Um, I started reading my own. Um, gosh, I read a lot of them. I did not read the one I wrote before Arthur. Yeah. It was, there was a lot of French in there, and I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so someone else read that one, but, it, but um, I read this one. Oh, it was, it's just so good. So give our, our people who are listening, um, uh, describe the book, because we just adored it Loved so it. much. I'm so glad to hear that. So what the story is about is an 85-year-old man, an 83-year-old woman, and a 17-year-old girl, all of whom become a kind of unlikely family. Each of them has lost the one who matters most to them, and they find um, a great deal of satisfaction and, and, in fact, salvation. And coming together, I have to tell you, I'm I'm so glad you liked it because this is my favorite of all my books. For a long time, it was the first novel that I ever wrote that was always my favorite, but now it's this one. Oh, I mean, it's I, it's, it's wonderful, and I I know you've some of your other books have become movies television shows, and television yeah. shows. I really I don't know who I picture being Arthur Trulove, but I feel this would be just a, a, a charming movie. movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, from your lips. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about the story is um, it combines some of our true loves. I mean, you know, old people, which we adore in their stories yes. and cemeteries and trying to figure out the stories. And, you know, Lori's ob- obsessed with reading obituaries and, and just I finding out the cemeteries. stories. And I love cemeteries yeah. as well. And then just kind of people that are kind of on the outside of things. You know, and just yeah, in yeah, in finding um, this friendship in such a different way between these three characters that are from completely different walks of life mm-hmm. and ages. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just lovely. Did you have? I mean, had you been thinking about this story for a long time? Was this like a story that was noodling around while you were writing your other fabulous books? <laughs> um, first of all, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, I had an image. Most of the books I write start with the smallest of ideas. Maybe it's an image of someone. Maybe it's a snippet of conversation. But the only thing I had going into this was the fact that I I met a bus driver named True Love Moses. Stop. And I loved that name. And I said, is that your real name? And he said, yeah. I said, can I use it sometime? And he said, sure. (laughs) So I had that name, and then I kept seeing an image of an older guy, real skinny guy wearing a hat on his head and sitting on one of those fold-up chairs in a graveyard at um, his wife's uh, grave. And that's all I knew, and, and, and I did carry it around for a while. And in fact, I started it, I wrote like three or four pages, and uncharacteristically, I just didn't finish it. Usually I start a book and go straight through and finish it. But it's as though it wasn't its time. 
And I put aside the pages, and I was working on another novel that was kind of depressing. Mm-hmm. It was about the life of Carson McCullers, and it was really dark. And I thought, you know, every day when I get up and see the headlines in yeah. the paper, when I watch the news, it's just such a sort of anxious, dark yes. time for us. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be somewhere joyful. So I started writing this, and i got to tell you, it was such a relief and a pleasure. And it was a relief for us and a pleasure to read because there is a natural, you know, affinity. No, but there's a natural affinity that happens between younger people and older people. And you don't see, you know, there, there really is. And you, you capture that um, so beautifully. And also just, you know, that we all go through similar passages of life. You know, if we're lucky, we get to be 85. Right. You know, and the fact that he loved his wife so much and, ah, uh, and the, I mean, it was just, it was a pure delight to read. We just didn't even want it to be over. Mm-mm. Well, I've got good news for you. What? This, the next book I wrote, I didn't want to leave either. <laughs> oh, are you doing it for so two? The next book takes place in the same fictional town with some of the same characters and then some new ones. Oh, good. So, um, I, I just had to do it. Yeah. So, uh, Elizabeth, so if, be, you, if you're just... a little more of Mason, Missouri. Okay. Okay, if you're just joining us, we're talking with, you know, um, best-selling author Elizabeth Berg. Her latest book is The Story of Arthur True Love. And have you ever done this before where you've decided, I like this book so much I'm going to go write another book with kind of the same characters? Yes, actually, because remember I told you it used to be that my favorite was Durable Goods. Yes. This is my first novel. So I went back and did, over the years, there are two other books that feature that same character. And it wasn't something I planned when I mm-hmm. first wrote it, but um, and I, I didn't write it sequentially. I wrote some other books, and then I wrote another, as I call them, Katie books. Yeah. Um I was just, actually, I was lounging in the bathtub, my favorite sport, and um, I thought, I I have an idea, and I leaped out of the bathtub and wrote the second one, and then the third one um, was really written because someone at a, at a signing said, are you ever going to write about Katie Nash again? And I said, no, I think I'm done, and she said, well, you have to. I have to know what becomes of her, so... Being the obliging person that I am, yes, I wrote the third one. Yeah. Oh, I love oh, it. I love- has Oprah um, has she gotten her copy of the story of Arthur True Love? Because I feel like she would, of course. I mean, she's selected your books before, but I feel like she would love to read this on her vacation when she's at her Maui home. Isn't isn't that a good idea, Lori? I love you, Lori. She's Lori's giving you a ton of ideas well, here today, no, Elizabeth. I just figured because of course you have Oprah's address, but well, she did choose you for a book club. Which book was it? I'm so I'm so excited about that, and and. Well, here's some good news. It'll be on the Today Show on Wednesday. Really? Um, because, yeah, um, Emily Giffen picked it as her fiction choice. Yes. Um, for the, the fiction book for the holidays. Yes. So Wednesday, I think it's at um, uh, 7.45 or 8.45, somewhere around there. Okay. It will be uh, called out on the Today Show. So see what good taste you have. Oh, we, we, we really <laughs> we do. Who... We Who do. do you love, Elizabeth, as a as a author? Who do you love to read? Most of all, Alice Munro. Mm-hmm. She is primarily a short story writer. She's a Canadian author, and she just cannot write 
a bad sentence. And I also love E.B. White because he's so utterly charming and he loves his gosh hunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his gosh hunt friend, Fred. Um, I love Ann Tyler. I love Alice Hoffman. There are so many. Yeah, I, there are. I posted a picture of my nightstand. It was kind of embarrassing because there are so many books piled up. It looks like a hoarder's house. Is this but, on your um, Facebook? It is. It is. Yeah. But I but I find it very comforting to know that here are the books I'm reading and there are all the ones I'm going to read next and I've got a whole library full of more books to read. And I think again, especially in these times, to read a book, to get lost in a story yes. is such a relief. And it is. and in the case of Arthur who's kinda too good to be true. I mean, he's just such a kind person, and we need that. You're so, You're so right. You, you really are right, because this book was a wonderful escape the last two weeks for both of us, yes. and just reading it, because it made us laugh and cry and feel hopeful, and that there's empathy and good people in the world, which we know, but it's hard to sometimes feel that with the headlines and everything that's going on. Yeah, we need some good news once. We need a good news corner, you know, where people know they can go to that part of the page of the paper and it it won't hurt you. It'll just be a nice story. Well, that's oh, what we try and tell people to listen to us on the show. podcast or however they can listen to the Lori and Julia show because we try to be that for people because it really is, it's needed more than ever. You guys are fun. <laughs> Well, thank you. (laughs) Okay, so Elizabeth, what was the last, last really good book that you liked by by title and name? There's one I love so much. It's not brand new, but um, the the unlikely pilgrimage of Harold Fry. The authors. Did you guys read that? No, but I've heard about this book. Yeah, Rachel Joyce. And if you like the story of Arthur True Love, you'll like this one. Okay, it's a wonderful book. She's just a terrific writer, and the one she wrote after that is good. And she has a new one out now that I've not yet gotten. It's called The Music Shop. But she's she's one of those people who has such compassion and love in her heart, and her characters can be a little bit odd, but they're just wonderful. Oh, oh lovely. I, that, I love it. That looks like a good book. I'm but, casting against type, and I'm casting Alan Arkin as oh. um, Arthur True Love because he's played the oh. grouchy, but I think mm-hmm. he could do the softy. And Fanny Flag, Fanny Flag would be the gal across the street. Oh, that's a great Isn't idea! Isn't that a good one? And the young girl would be. She um, can just be somebody unknown. Unknown, mm-hmm. or the little girl from yes. Stranger Things, Millie Bobby you have Brown. To get an unknown in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Elizabeth. Okay, well, our work is done. Yeah, Yay. it really, it really is done. And we just love the story of Arthur True Love. And we'll just oh, read I'm anything so you write. And thank you so much. Uh, we've never had you on. We can't, we can't believe it because we're such big readers. So we're going to keep our eyes. I'm delighted to be on. And you, you um, I wish I could be there. I mean, you, you, you're so, um, you're so much fun, and you're you're very welcoming. And I'm so honored that you liked this book. We and really did. Thank you. Thank you. So if you come to the Twin Cities for any book, anything, you know, we're big readers in in this community. We'd love to have you in studio. 
That's great. I used to live in Minneapolis. Did I come you? up there all the time. Yeah, my my parents lived in St. Paul. I I love the Twin Cities. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, good. All, all right. right, we're keeping our eye on yeah. you, Elizabeth. Berg. All right. Thank all right. you. Thank all you right. so much. Thank you. Yes, again, the book story, the story of Arthur True Love, six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you would like a copy of the book, we've got a couple, and when uh, we come back, we got some riled up people, people. You like this song, Julia? I do, but it reminds me of like old school music, like it's the Bleachers, 80s. Bleachers, oh, Jack Antonoff. Bleachers. Well, there's two songs we were, we've been playing. Take, don't take the money, and uh, I miss those days. But they were. He was uh, Bleachers was on uh, Colbert the other yes, night. He was. They were so good, and I'm going crazy because they are going to be at Mystic Lake on when? Um, January 18th, which we will be in L.A. for the SAG Awards, right. so we will not be able to go. But I love this band. I went to Target today to buy the CD, and they did not. They have such a small number of CDs at Target. Yeah, no. it's the wrong place. Yeah. Because I know, so but they used to have like a lot more. Well, people are streaming. I know, yeah. but I bought the Miley CD for did me. You, did and you? I, and, and you, if you want to. And then I got a Taylor uh, for someone wanted it for Christmas. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, a gift. And I wanted to get bleachers, but I couldn't find it. But that song is called I Miss Those Days. They almost have like a like a modern Springsteen thing because they've got a sax and some they, other instruments yes, involved besides the keyboard and besides typical radio play music. He's a great songwriter, Jack yeah. Antonoff. I think he co wrote Beautiful Trauma with Pink. Oh, really? And he's Lent Lena Dunham's boyfriend. That's who he is from OK Go. Fun, fun, fun. fun. That's who he is. So, okay, so Big Little Eyes, we're all excited about that. That, that, That's got the official OK. uh, From HBO and everybody else. Nicole Kidman released a statement. Oh, she did? Yes, she said, this is inspired by the overwhelming response by audiences around the world, conceived once again by Lianne Moriarty, Mm -hmm. who wrote Big Little Eyes, realized by David Kelly, who will do the screenplay, and now in the hands of a visionary filmmaker, Andrea Ardell. What a journey. I'm so grateful to be able to do this with my friends. And they are going to star and executive produce Nicole and Reese. It's trending on mm-hmm. Twitter. Yeah, people are excited. Mm-hmm. Kelly will write all seven scripts, which will be partially based on a story by Lianne Moriarty. So she kind of gave them an out outline. Well, they he everyone I heard Reese say it and Nicole... And I think David E. Kelly, that they they knew there was more of a story, but if the author didn't give them a direction, they didn't want to go there. So right. they wanted her to give them the story. Right. Because the ending of the series was perfect for, well, what happens now? What happens right, next? Right, and right, I guess, right. I guess uh, Lianne Moriarty is going to be a producer. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so glad. I know. So that's really exciting, uh, happening news. And then they are redoing... Uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. They're doing um, Netflix. Netflix is ready to make America gay again. They're redoing the old show, which five gay men help a clueless straight man make his life more fabulous. And uh, it'll be all new guys. So that's kind of fun that that's coming back. That's how Carson Kressley got his start. Oh, and and he was so fantastic. And it's going to come back in February 2018. So it's right around the corner. Okay, and they're going to reboot Mob Wives. Oh gosh, Big Ange. Didn't she pass away? She died of cancer at 52, yeah. 
Oh, no, you kind of were obsessed oh, with yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I was obsessed with that show. Well, I love these reality shows I know you sometimes. Do. Well, okay, so here's what I've been trying not to read today all day, because The Crown, Netflix, I don't know if it happened at midlight, midnight last night when mm-hmm. they released it, that it's available on Netflix, or if it happened this morning, yeah. but there's so many different stories out, out there about what's happening in The Crown Season 2. Well, we've got audio later that we're going to play with... Um, Claire Foy and Matt. Matt Smith. They were yeah. in the clubhouse with Andy. And, and played the Queen and Prince Philip. That was a big get for him to get the two I of them. I thought so. I thought so, too. Because Matt Smith has been on a couple shows. They were together on the Today Show, but they haven't made a joint nighttime appearance. I thought so. so. I thought but it just, fun. they're saying that the season <clears throat> is sexier, soapier, and totally irresistible. Resistible. But I'm not, I'm going to try not to binge it. I'm going to try to let it go. I, I'm going to watch two. Yeah. Because I, two. yeah, I want to. Well, it's Friday night. We're not watching I'm not watching TV. one. No, yeah. I, am. I know. Sorry, Tommy. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> it's my life. Not meaning to do any Friday night okay. shame, but it's no, Friday night. <laughs> I'm not watching it. We are going out. Fine, fine. And fine, then, fine. Uh, oh, this, this, uh, this story. So I don't know if you saw Dennis Leary yesterday on the, to- uh, the talk. No, Did you catch him? No, but I'm kind of, I'm, this is intriguing, but he, he has one fact wrong. Uh, he he said he's been key told they I don't know they asked him about Matt Lauer because he's you know he said I stopped being interviewed by him on the Today Show about ten years ago because he was so creepy not that he made a move on me I just got a weird weaselly vibey thing from the guy and I told my publicist I don't want to be interviewed by him anymore I just want to be interviewed by the ladies he said the girls the girls which well, didn't bother well, me I mean okay. who cares but then he goes on to say. Read the bottom oh, line. Oh, when you have a button under your desk to lock women into your office, you know what? Screw you. So he doesn't know he that doesn't that became know. a thing after... 9-11. No, a shooting. After a, so, a shooting that happened somewhere. And in they, one of the offices where someone opened fire and they said, we've got to protect our anchors. We've got the money in these people. And we put buttons in all of the ABC, yeah, CBS, yeah. NBC. So, and then Christy Brinkley was asked, and I remember seeing this interview with her maybe a couple years ago, a Matt Lauer interviewed her. With the book, the beauty book. Maybe, and he mm-hmm. was very hostile to her, and he kept bringing up her divorce, which had happened. And he's like, you know, there are two sides to every story. So that video resurfaced, and uh, I think the Daily Beast or the Huffington Post re- put it out there as just showing post, you know, Matt Lauer being gone, what he's like, and they reached out to Christy Brinkley, and she said, yes, the, the interview speaks for itself. You can see that he was having a hard time with me and he had an attitude towards me because of my situation with my last husband. I mean, she just was like, yeah. Do you think it's just because he was going through something and he just doesn't his, you know? No, I think it's because he knew that he was doing the same kinds of creepy things as her ex-husband. That with the, the 18-year-old yeah, at the law office. With whatever. We're he right. was defensive about it, you know, and like his personal thing was sort of leaking through right. his journalistic. So she basically confirmed that he was a dink. And uh, Matt's, Matt Lauer, uh, the leaks are springing like crazy over at page six. They there's not a dike with enough fingers in the world to hold in all the holes that are <laughs> That's spilling. <a> great visual <laughs> for, uh, for, Matt for Matt Lauer. So um, uh, this is now. There's a huge story in People Magazine, the one with Meghan yeah, Markle you, on the cover. Yeah. It is three pages. He got a page more than the Meghan Markle Harry cover story. Wow. There's so much dirt, and so his double life. Yeah. Now I love this. Like many couples, they struggled with a modern marriage.
Now, what the hell what does, does that, that mean? mean? Exactly. Well, okay, because he said that that was his line that he said because he was asked. A modern marriage where he wanted to cheat and he wanted her to look the other yeah, way. Right. Most okay. people struggle with Big that. Big story in Vanity Fair today. About Matt, Matt Lauer. Lauer. Yeah. Yep. And the Today Show holiday party was very low-key, but they did serve booze. So now you know that. But okay. of course it was low-key. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. We'll be back.